Hey there, mamas. Welcome back to High Five Motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and today we have a special treat in store for you. Today we'll be interviewing Chelsea Joe from Systemize Your Life, and she is amazing. I have loved just learning from her and listening to her podcast over quite some time now, and I just happened to land an interview with her, and I am so excited to share this with you today. It's going to be such a fun chat. So go ahead and find your favorite treat, get a little notebook and pen because there's a lot of fun, great, meaty information today that we have to share with you. Um, So make sure to take some notes and just have an easy afternoon during nap time enjoying this episode with us. Thank you so much for listening and let's dive right in. mom life. It's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow. And we all know there will be little bumps along the way, but why not have fun and enjoy the little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I'm excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. Any way you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'll just make sure you hit record. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm recording. We're good. Okay, okay cool. so let's just hear a little bit about you and your business and what it's all about. Yeah, so... My name is Chelsea Joe, and I am the owner of ChelseaJoe.co. I am the host of the Systemize Your Life podcast, and I am the creator of the Systemize Your Life Academy. I am a wife to a super fun firefighter. Uh, <laughs> we have two little girls. They're not so little anymore. They're 10 and 4, um, and I... I'm a work from home mom. I teach other moms how to succeed in home and business without feeling pulled in all directions. And the way that I do that is by teaching them systems. So I originally uh, am a professional sign language interpreter by trade. That's what I was doing for 17 years. Um, I started learning the language in high school. And then the only real skill set that I had in college was you know, being super active as a cheerleader and, and, you know, all the different sports and all the different clubs. And I was like, how am I going to make a living off of that? (laughs) So I knew sign language and I was like, well, maybe I'll go and figure out how to be an interpreter. And so that ended up being the most incredible career. I was a single mom for a while and it supported me and my daughter. And then I met my husband and we had another little girl. And uh, in that process, I also had been running an event-based business with my mom. We loved to just DIY a wedding and we ended up getting really good at it and loved doing flowers. And we made a little side hustle out of it for sure. And so I was juggling all of those things with a new marriage. Uh, my husband and I were also trying to figure out how to you know, manage having shared parenting time with my daughter's biological dad. And there's just a lot of different things that were happening in our life. And I didn't know how to keep a house or meet the expectations that I wanted to meet as a wife and as a mom. And I just had this burning desire to get better at it. And so my brain naturally just systemizes everything. And so I started doing that and people were like, how are you doing all of this? How are you keeping up? 
how do you make it look so easy? And I was like, well, you just do this, this, and this. And just so makes sense. My friends, <laughs> yeah. It's like you just go, I would go to my friends' houses and I would see immediately all of the inefficiencies in their life and exactly how it could be systemized and their life would be better. And so I started teaching it and I was like, this is what I want to do. And so that's what I do now full time. I don't interpret anymore. This is my job. The podcast awesome. is, is the best thing that's ever happened to me. So yeah, that's, that's my story. That's pretty awesome. So are you loving what you do? Do you feel like this is like a huge passion of yours now and it's, it's totally taken off and you're just so happy with where you're at. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, you know, I love the fact that I get to be home with my kids and not in corporate anymore, uh, corporate America. And, you know, as a sign language interpreter, I got to make my own hours. And so, you know, I could, I could not take jobs to be with my kids, but then I didn't have income. And so it was always like this, who's going to watch my kids so I could meet my hours that I needed so that we could pay our bills and, just trying to figure all that out when my husband just was unavailable because his schedule is what it is. Right. And he's gone for 50 hours at a time. And that's so stressful. It was just, it just was a lot. And so I, I knew that I had a heart for teaching and for coaching. I had been a coach in so many different capacities, whether it was helping new interpreters come up in the field or I coached cheer my entire life. Like I did that forever. I worked with special need kids forever. Like I just have a real passion for teaching and helping other people experience the same joy that I have just naturally by what I do. And I'm just so glad that this is what I get to do with my life now, but it is not easy at all. It's very, very, very hard to make sure that I'm staying really intentional with all the things that I want to do because I do have a full-blown business now and it's a huge part of our life and um, I still really prioritize being a wife, being a mom, taking care of my house and so I've got these four major things in my life that I'm constantly trying to keep my finger on the pulse of, you know, am I giving each one of these major pillars in my life the time and the attention that I want to be giving it and being disciplined enough and systemized enough to know how to do that <laughs> is really the the key there. I was going to say it, even with systems, sometimes it can be hard to balance it all because, you know, everything on paper makes sense and works out. And then other times it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know how my actual body is going to make this happen. Sometimes you don't have the energy or whatever. So yeah. I guess that's kind of where self-care comes in is you've got to find ways to balance it with making yourself feel home, whole and human. You know what I mean? It's, it can't just be all the systems, there's got to be some way for you feel where you can feel relief on top of doing all that. Cause I, a lot of times I'm, I'm the same way I jive with you on that. And I love systems and getting everything to work into play. And there are some days where no matter how good my systems are, my energy level isn't there or my desire isn't there for whatever reason. I'm sure, you know, all of us have felt that way as moms. And I think that's where it's important for us to have those you know, fundamental needs, like you talk about with your, um, business or whatever, just to keep that self-care in check so that we can be there for all the things all the time. Right. And we're not expecting perfection though. Right. So, and I think, you know, the name of the game with that is just knowing what those things are that you really need to be spending your time on. And a lot of people don't know, they're just putting their time in places that they don't really want it to be. And, from the outside looking in, it seems like certain people have it all together. They're just making different choices. 
And that's really what it comes down to is, do you have the skills and the tools that you need to be able to put your time where it matters for you? And to take care of yourself is a huge part of that. I totally agree. Um, So... Like, I think we kind of went over, you know, the, the struggle is real with moms and stuff and balancing all the things. Um, but what advice, I, I guess, could you say you could give to struggling moms who just need a break that maybe haven't found their niche or their passion or haven't figured things out yet? What would, what advice would you give to those moms? You know, I think if the question is about, you know, looking at this just within your motherhood and, I think we all need a a break on a regular basis. I need breaks daily. I need, I need breaks within my time blocks. You know, I know how to pace myself throughout the day, just like somebody that's setting out to do any kind of long distance event physically, they know how to fuel themselves and they know how to pace themselves. They've practiced it long enough. They've collected a bunch of data. They're constantly training. They're constantly practicing. And I think a lot of us just look at our lives in motherhood like we're just supposed to know how to do it instead of looking at, I compare everything that I do to that of an athlete. I'm a very athletic person and I've I've always loved the lessons that we can get out of either watching or being involved in sports. And I know that's typically such a dude thing, right? To compare <laughs> life to sports golf or football or whatever, you know, basketball, the life lessons, but it's so true. You know, there's so much discipline that it takes to be able to become good at your craft. And for, for moms, your, your craft is motherhood, right? When we're talking about that specifically, and then we intertwine taking care of a house on top of that. My husband helps me a ton, right? We've worked this out. We've got systems for this so that we both support each other. But, you know, I'm kind of the one that makes sure that stuff is taken care of as far as the cleaning and the cooking and all that kind of stuff. Even if he's helping me, it's not really like his wheelhouse. And so we've intertwined all of this in our lives as women. And we've stopped, we don't stop long enough to be like, hey, when's the last time I've actually looked at how do I need to fuel myself to maintain this all day long what am I putting in my coffee is that helping me or is that hurting me (laughs) like do I how much sleep do I need you better believe that somebody that's about to go run a marathon knows exactly how much sleep they need before they go and they run their 13 miles this oh yeah they gotta have it done and then before race day like it's even bigger and so what is your race day as a mom race day as a mom is when all the kids are sick You're at the end of your groceries in the fridge, right? And it's like go time. It's time for you to really figure out how you're going to show up as a mom. That's when it's really hard and you have to really perform. And so you have to know like, what are, what do I need to be able to do my job well? What do I need to be able to show up in every capacity? And that's really where this fundamental needs system came from that I think we're going to talk about in a little bit. But, you know, the advice that I would give is just to really sit down and peel back the layers a little bit and be okay with looking at what do I need? Not what does it look like for this person over here? Or what does my mother think I'm supposed to do? Or how is Susie neighbor going to judge me? Like, Just look at what is it that you need for your family, for your health, for your emotional needs, your spiritual needs, your physical needs. Like, what do you need? And 
that's what your baseline should be. That's what you should be shooting for. That's where you should be trying to like carve your own niche. And that's when it starts to get a lot easier. And then you feel a relief. You feel like you have a break because when you're not doing that, what you are doing instead is raising this white flag and throwing out this major SOS that says, I need a break. I deserve a break. I've done too much. I give, I give, I give. And all this bitterness and resentment comes up and it becomes this never ending cycle of like entitlement because you feel like you've worked so hard when really it's actually your job to figure out what it is that you need and communicate it and make sure that those things happen instead of just throwing yourself relentlessly at people and expecting them to return it to you. That's just not sustainable self-care at all yes. because no <laughs> one else understands what you need. And it's, it's really, I think wrong of us to think that, everyone else around us. I know we think our husbands know us intimately and our children should be grateful for all the things that we do for them. <laughs> right. But they just don't live in our worlds. And so it's our job to communicate those things and to be an advocate for the things that we need. And that's why I created the fundamental needs system. Cause I was sick of telling my husband, this is what I need. <laughs> this is what I need. So I systemized it. Did you add chocolate in there as one of your fundamental needs? No, I just sneak just kidding. that every once in a while. I have a drawer. A in the pantry you hide? Oh my, the, my husband turned me on to refrigerated peanut butter cups. And oh, yeah? And has amazing dark chocolate peanut butter cups. So I sneak a few in there. It's a thing, man. So the kids can't. Dude, chocolate refrigerated is way better. I grew up in Utah and I didn't know it was a thing till I came to Arizona and everything is so much hotter here. And so you have to refrigerate everything. Like even my peanut butter, I refrigerate. It's so funny. That's so funny. Ugh, I can't handle the soup. I'm like, peanut butter should not be soup. It should not be a dip. It should be something I can like spoonful. I don't even know there's something different than that because I've just always lived here. Right? It's so funny. I didn't know peanut butter Go to Utah. <laughs> It's a totally new story. It's like peanut butter actually stays normal, even in the pantry. <laughs> okay. So Sorry, random tangent. Um, okay. So I think we kind of addressed, um, I'm sorry, did we address how we can make time for our own self-care as busy moms or have we not addressed that yet? No, I mean, we can talk about the fundamental needs system so that, yeah. you know, they, we can start to really like unpack what this looks like. Yeah, so, let's go right into that. You know, one of the biggest points that of pushback that I get over and over and over again is yeah well I don't have time well what are you making time for I'm so Netflix done with that excuse. <laughs> right After like two and a half years of teaching people this and getting the same excuse every time I'm like oh my gosh you know yeah I get it like I really do I totally get it but <clears throat> the point is is that everybody has the same 24 hours in a day and it you just, just have to choose your priority like you either make time for it or not with it Right. And I know you think, but I'm not, I, I literally don't have time. I'm taking kids to a million places. I have to work. My house is constantly dirty. There's always laundry. My husband always needs something. I'm always cooking a meal. Like I understand that you think and that you live in that life right now, but there are just so, there are so many ways and then even just in a five minute look at like, what did you just do in the last hour? How many times did you pick up your phone? How many times did you walk around and retrace your steps because you were ill prepared for the moment that you were in, right? 
this this notion of like being intentional and having preparedness is so big in my life. And what really happened, how the fundamental needs system came to be is Blaine and I were having really great weeks and then we were having really crappy weeks. And I couldn't understand the bad weeks were really bad. Like things weren't getting done. I was a mess. I was crying. People were late to school 24 seven. Like it just was not great. People just, I was not meeting the expectations of myself that I wanted to. And I was like, I would bring the whiteboard into the bedroom. We'd sit down every Sunday and I'm like, we've got to figure this out. What in your ideal week, like if you could have the perfect week, what would you be doing? And that's really the question. And what would you do if you could have a perfect week? How many times? And I just asked him and he's like, well, I would work out. How many times would you work out? Is it three times or is it five times? How many times a week is it? Tell me, I'd write it down. What does your food look like? What does the house look like? Right? Because I'm hearing him complain about things. <laughs> and when he complains about what the house looks like, not against me, but just, uh, I, just, do I don't like this. Again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want, I take that personal. I'm his wife and I care to make him happy. So I was like, offended. Like you rude. Mean? You know? <laughs> road when he's not even <laughs> saying anything about me. And so I was keeping track of all of this. And I was like, tell me now, what do you want the house to look like? I was not assuming responsibility for it. We're going to figure it out together. Yeah, this is team effort, <laughs> right? But tell me, what is it? I need to know what is your ideal week look like? And then I did it for myself. And so we came up with eight things we called the great eight. He named it the great eight. Maybe you have the significant seven or the fab five or whatever it looks like for you. We always try, I try and tell people like eight or nine is really pushing it. And once you get really proficient at it, like eight or nine things you can probably do. But in the beginning, sometimes your fundamental needs, all you can figure out how to do is one until you've started systemizing and creating margin and really cleaning up your act throughout the day so that you can reprioritize what you're doing. So I actually have a completely free workbook. If you go to chelseajo.co and C-H-E-L-S-I-J-O dot C-O, chelseajo.co and click on free at the top, there is a fundamental needs workbook. You download it and it asks you all these questions that makes you do inventory on how you're feeling, whether you're discouraged, kind of indifferent or encouraged in all of these areas of your life. And what that does is it will give you a very specific task at the end of it for you to plug into your week every single week. It also shows you my great eight and my fundamental needs, and it shows you how to get them into your Google calendar and your paper planner. And the name of the game is these things get prioritized over everything else that you do. It's the first thing that we plan in our week. We look at our commitments, where do our kids need to be? Where do we need to be for work? And then we put our fundamental needs in and that's it. I don't make play dates. I don't, I don't make commitments to my family externally, my extended family, you know, we don't do anything until our fundamental needs are in the calendar and we book them. And then everything else goes in around that. We don't say yes to anything until we say yes to those. That's how you make time for your self-care. One of my, one of my great eight is personal time. And that personal time for me, when I first started was two hours a week to work on my podcast. That's what it was. I wanted to grow this part of me so badly and I was still working full time. So that was a 
big ask. I didn't realize you were working full time at the same time. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I would swing from 20 to 40 hours a week whenever I started the podcast. It just depended on how many interpreting hours would come at me. And I had a brand new baby. You for sure needed self-care at that time. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot. And so I chose for my personal time to be the podcast. I didn't want to go hang out with my girlfriends. That didn't fuel me up. And so every person needs to know, like I said, what's your inventory? What do you need to feel like from Sunday or from Monday to Sunday, that was the best week of your life? What do you need? Do you need to work out five days a week? Do you just need to do some 10 minute stretching in the morning before you get dressed? Like, what do you need? And those are the questions that most people don't even know how to answer. That's why I have the workbook to kind of guide you through that and get you started with the fundamental needs system. Which I think is awesome because I feel like a lot of us have all these fundamental needs, but maybe just don't realize like how important it is to prioritize those things. Cause we think, Oh, well, I've got this meeting or I've got this, or I've got that, that I need to do, or, you know, I need a volunteer at this school or I need to do this or I need to do that. But mm-hmm. really if we focus on all the external things and don't ever focus on giving ourselves like filling up our bucket first, before we try to have to pour into everybody else, we're never going to be able to feel whole and give, you know, like, um, they talk about like, you can't give, um, to anyone, like you couldn't give to the homeless if you had an empty pantry, right? You have to have food on your shelves in order to give to someone else, just as we have to have our fundamental needs. We have to have our self-care in order to be able to give to anyone else. And so I feel like a lot of us miss that boat. Uh, to be honest, I feel like most moms miss that boat. And I've been one of them, um, you know, previously or whatever. I just felt like I tried so hard to live in servitude towards my family that I would forget to take care of me and that I'd hit mom burnout, which I think we've all been there. And the times when we hit mom burnout, it's because we're not taking care of ourselves and our specific needs, whatever those may be. And I feel like the fundamental needs is cool because it's not just taking care of just yourself needs, but it also takes care of some of your family needs incorporated in that. Cause I, I can't remember, but I feel like one of your systems was like meal planning or different things like that, you know, communicating with your spouse or whatever. So I feel like it's important to have self-care, but also to, you know, kind of put in there some family care and things too, so that everything kind of flows and works. So for fundamental needs, I don't know, what do you feel? Do you feel like you've kind of um, created the system as, you know, self spouse and family type thing, or do you feel like it's mainly just the things that you need to make everything else happen? You know, what I was really looking at was these four pillars of my life, because if I wasn't pouring into my husband, I didn't feel great, you know, and, you know, that's why I I steer clear of the word self-care, because it does lend itself to what do I need to do to selfishly take from everyone else and give to me. And to me, that's not sustainable. And it's, it's just self-care was not a word 50 years ago. 20 years ago. It just wasn't around. It's this thing that we do because we want to be given permission to spend time on ourselves. And I just, I really just think it's backwards. It's like eating crap food and then taking medication to make yourself feel better. And it's like, why don't you just get to the source and eat better food and you don't have to take medication. Yeah, just take care of yourself. You don't really, you know what I mean? You don't have to go out and binge spend or go. I love to get my nails done. 
I love to get my hair done. I love all those things, but I'm not doing it to make myself feel better for the lack that I've created by where I put my time and the choices that I make. And so I, th I think people are just building on a really, really unsturdy foundation that just crumbles on them all the yeah. time over and over and over and over and over again. So I made sure that these are sustainable, right? There's not a single one of my fundamental needs that ever talks about, I mean, I do have personal time on there, but actually now after two years, my husband still says personal time, but mine says work block. Like, <laughs> I just got to have a work block. Yeah. Like stop stealing my time to do my job. Like this is my job now. Yes. <laughs> you know, this isn't my two hours to do a podcast. And because it's very easy to be like, open the door, mom, I need this, you know? And it's <laughs> like, like, I need I'm silence. Working. <laughs> this is my fundamental need. Trust me, we need this. You want to go to Disneyland this summer? Right. Like, shut the door, you know? <laughs> so it's just so funny how everything has evolved and our fundamental needs have really totally stayed the same. We've made a few minor tweaks to it, but yeah, one of our fundamental needs is I put a two hour cleaning block on the calendar every week because how often we don't want to outsource it. We could, but we don't want to. I love cleaning with my kids and we've systemized it. And for us, we'd rather spend that money somewhere else in our budget. And so I've made cleaning super simple, but without that as a fundamental need, I would put it off forever. And then I would be grumpy because my house was a mess. Yep. I would be unproductive because my house was a mess. My husband would be grumpy because the house was a mess. The kids would not play independently as well because the house is a mess. Like your fundamental needs are things that will support multiple areas of your life just by doing that one task. That's why it's the meal planning, which also includes plan the meal, shop for the meal, prep the meal, right? That's yeah. that whole thing that every weekend and going to the gym, right? That supports my productivity in so many ways. It shows my kids things that, that I want to show them. So it makes me feel like a good mom. It also enhances my relationship with my spouse, right? So yeah. Every single fundamental need supports multiple areas of my life. And when we typically say, I need self-care, it's actually a want. And it takes away time from you and your kids. It takes away from you and your spouse. It takes away from your budget, right? So we want to make sure that your fundamental needs are things that are actually supporting multiple areas of your life at the same time. Sorry, I'm not sure why it was having issues. I have... It says I have nine minutes left. Okay. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I love the fundamental needs and I feel like it is such a good thing for all of us to kind of do that little like heart check and see, you know, what it is that really matters to us to make our house run. Cause I felt the same thing. Like when I was younger back when I only had like one or two kids, I have five kids now, so it's a little crazy at our house. But, um, back when I had one or two kids, I didn't have a lot of systems in place, even though I'm a very organized person, I just felt like the dishes would always pile up and the laundry would always pile up and different things that I guess were fundamental needs that I just didn't realize at the time I needed to be doing on a daily basis. And so I found different systems over many years and many like trials and error and things that have actually made things to where I feel like my home is mostly clean most of the time. It's not perfect, but it's getting there because I'm putting those fundamental needs in place or self-care. Like if I'm really feeling overwhelmed, I'm going to go give myself a bath or I'm going to go do like a, right. you know, exfoliation or paint my nails or whatever it is that I need to do to just 
be like, you know what? I'm human. I'm not just a mom or just a wife. Not like that's a bad thing, but there's more to me than just one area of my life, right? But I, I totally agree with you on the fact that we should not focus on it as just self-care, but that this is a way that we can actually help extend ourselves outwardly and help others because we are helping ourselves to be the best that we can be rather than it being a selfish thing. I think that's a big thing that a lot of moms maybe feel they don't want to do self-care because it's selfish. And as a mom, we're supposed to be filled with right. servitude, right? Right. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? You know, it helps. You can't. One of the things that I talk about a lot <clears throat> is this notion of, you know, when we, and I have a, a really awesome visual of it in a, my workshop. When you go to ChelseaJo.co and you click on the free at the top, you'll see all of our free resources. And there's a workshop there where you can actually see this laid out visually of this, how we typically show up with just fragments of energy but yet we're supposed to be powering full power stores to all of these major areas of our life, into our home, into our kids, into our marriage, and into our passion, if that's a business or if it's your work, whatever that is that you do with your extra time, if it's a volunteer at the school, if it's ministry work, if it's volunteering, like just in the community, whatever that looks like for you, right? And so you would think that you would want to show up with full energy stores, like all the battery packs ready to just be like, here's some energy. Here's yeah, some right? energy. Here's some energy. You know, can we like do that? Their bunny <laughs> style, you know, and be like, Hey, you know what? My energy stores are running low and I know that I need to fuel all of you tomorrow. So I got to recharge. Check. I needs to recharge, right? What does your recharging look like for you? How often do you need to recharge to run your marathon? What does that look like? Do you need to plug in in the morning? Do you need to plug in in the midday? Do you need to plug in at night? Like, what do you need to be able to do that? But all of us show up with like little teeny tiny fragments of, of just little bits and pieces of energy. And what we're trying to power is always so close to dipping into the red. We're stealing little bits of energy from the one part of our life that has maybe a little green in it or maybe a little yellow and we yank it and we put it over into the area that has red and we're constantly just trying to shift energy around to power everything instead of focusing on being fully charged so that we can support all of these areas of our lives. I agree with that. I think that's so important to recharge. I love that visualization. You have a lot of good visualizations that kind of help the listeners understand more of what's going on. Um, okay, so we are running low on time, but um, just what are some last things that you kind of want to um, let them know about with the fundamental needs, with self-care, with um, you know how to reach you, all those kinds of things? Yeah, I definitely obviously would say start this, start doing this in your life. This is such a game changer. It's the number one place where you can see a huge turnaround. Um, and it couples really well with my time blocking method. We actually layer these two things together and you can start all of this totally for free. Just download it off the website. I'm sure it will be linked down in the show notes and well, I'm totally here to support you. Come over to the podcast, learn as much as you need to learn. Uh, we also have a free Facebook group where we support people in implementing what they learn from the workbooks into their lives. That's the name of the game, right? Is getting you to the place where you feel like you can actually start experiencing 
this system in your life. And that's why I'm doing this. So just don't be hesitant. Don't be afraid to try something new. Don't be afraid to just try a little bit of it. Don't think that you have to like go all in or do all eight, like right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, it's like, Hey, let's look at what are your fundamental needs and maybe you just start with one next week and we figure out how to get you to where you can prioritize your time for that one fundamental need. And slowly but surely you can build over time into having a full set of fundamental needs that you're really prioritizing every single week. You're able to communicate it with your kids and with your husband. So I would just say, don't be afraid to start just be open to trying something new and watch a magic happen. Right. It's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. And I, I can attest to that because I've done your classes and I've done the workbooks and things and I, I loved it. I felt like it helped a ton. And, um, also I don't know if, um, we said this earlier or not, but, um, Chelsea Joe's, um, podcast called systemize your life. So I just want to make sure that they know where to go for that. Yeah. And, um, you said you've got a Facebook group. I'm assuming you're on, I believe you're on Instagram as well. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can, the podcast is Systemize Your Life. The Facebook group is Systemize Your Life. And then um, I'm ChelseaJo.co on Instagram. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. It was good talking with you. And I just realized that we're both in Arizona. So I know. And you said (laughs) that. I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) We got a fellow friend. Anyway, well, thank you for um, doing the interview. I know there's you've got a busy schedule, so I don't want to take too much of your time, but I really appreciate you interviewing today. It's been a fun chat, so thanks so much for yeah. being here. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. All right, until next time, go on over and check us out on our Facebook group at High Five Motherhood Mamas Group, or come on over and hang out with us on Instagram at High Five Motherhood. For more mom life hacks, homemaking, productivity and time management tips and tricks, organization ideas, recipes, meal prep and planning and more. Okay, there's so much information on there that you can enjoy in between each episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to click subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you found value in today's episode or from this podcast in general, take a quick screenshot of this podcast and share it on your stories on Instagram or post it on Facebook because remember, sharing is caring. Well, ladies, that about sums it up for this week. As always, I'm cheering for you and I'm here for you. I want to help you and support you to do your very best. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Thanks so much for listening, ladies, and we'll see you next time.